Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the RFP Ultra Dads podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Ubaldini, joined by my partner and fellow Ultra Dad, Brian Shane, talking all things ultra. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, Time on the Trails, building you a customized journey and experience out on the trails throughout the state of Arizona and beyond. You can find Time on the Trails at www.tottaz.com. Again, www. .tottaz.com. Now sit back, grab a tasty beverage, and enjoy Brian and I as we progress further down the trails. Left foot, right foot. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the RFP podcast, episode number 264, Ultra Dad session number 72. Appreciate uh, everybody joining us. Got some great feedback from some folks over the last week. Um, so really appreciate that. Um, it's been it's been a pretty cool two weeks, or I should say week, really. Um, surprising again, another podcast out back to back weeks and within less than a week. So um, wanted to get it out, get something out today, just because my my week is going to be the rest of my week is going to be kind of crazy. So I wanted to make sure that uh, we're able to put something out and, and get this out to you. Now, typically, I would um, put this type of podcast out in a blog this is going to be a race wrap-up uh we did a uh, we did a run a race an ultra marathon on saturday sunday so saturday slash sunday so i would typically write this out uh, but for some reason i just don't feel compelled to to write and driven to write and i felt uh, i wanted to kind of talk through it because i think uh excuse me as i take a sip of coffee uh, i wanted to get it out just uh, in talk or, or verbal form or uh, articulate it uh, via words in my mouth rather than on a on a computer screen and just sh- share the story um so yes it's going to be another uh, another ultra marathon topic if you will but uh but of course lessons learned just like we talked about last week and the whole why we do these things uh, there's definitely uh, life metaphors and life lessons to be learned out on out on a trail and and you know traveling that type of distance so the uh, uh the start just say thank you to air viper running that's that's the group that puts on a lot of the races that i participate out here in arizona they also do some races in colorado um so just a great group of people uh put on some great uh great runs great races great events uh they actually have a, a media arm too which they put out some great content uh, but just want to say thank you to to all those folks out there, all the volunteers um, that were there at the aid stations and the start, uh, getting us getting us over that finish line and getting us through the race. All the com- competitors, thanks to them and all the all the supporters out there, really uh, really appreciate uh, all the work that that they do. Because uh, I mean, it's it's a big deal. Uh, the race directors and the volunteers and the staff of Aravipa and all all those races that are put on out there. That's an incredible job, and I think sometimes we as participants take uh, take it for granted the level of effort and work it goes on to put on these races. So a big thank you to them. Uh, uh, thank you to my wife, of course. She's uh, she is my crew chief. Uh, at typically, at these uh, when 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 we're able to connect and have her there, she was there. Uh, for a third of the race and I'll go into the details. Uh, so thanks, big thanks to her so much love and support she provides. And, um, 
inspiration, you know, cause and we'll get into it. There was a, there was a dark moment <laughs> as most of these races cause, uh, but it was, it was a good day. It was, it was uh, just to kind of give you a background, um, kind of going through a little bit of a same type of pattern that I did four years ago. Uh, the big race for this year, uh, 2022 is the Havelina 100, which is going to be a hundred miler uh, out at the same course that Saturday was at. Uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a very, very big popular race that Aravipa puts on. It's a qualifier and, uh, uh, a, a specific qualifier for Western States, which is kind of a Super Bowl of a hundred mile runs out in California every June, but Havelina hundred is a qualifier for that. Uh, it's actually a golden ticket race to, to that as well. So, um, what that means, there's, a, I think, six or seven golden ticket races. So the, the top two or three, depending on the race, Havelina, I think, is two, if I'm not mistaken. But the top two male and female finishers automatically get entry to Western States. Um, the others that don't finish uh, and don't finish within the top two, but finish with under the cutoff, which I believe is 30 hours, qualifies for entry into the lottery for Western States. So just long background story there, not that it's relevant, but uh, you know, that uh, Western States is a race that I've been trying to get in for the last couple of years, last probably three or four, well, four years now it'll be, uh, and just haven't had my name drawn qualified, but I just haven't had my name drawn. So that's the big race, the race on Saturday, which was called the hangover night run, which was a 75 K roughly 46, 47 miles uh, was really a tune up. Uh, and, uh, we wanted to practice and be disciplined in a plan for the same plan that we're going to use for Havelina. And just again, some background here, when I did Havelina four years ago, it's essentially five Havelina hundred is essentially five 20 mile loops on average. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details. It's a little bit, uh, more detailed than that, but it's essentially five 20 mile loops. And after the third loop, my bottoms on my feet were hamburger meat, just all blistered. And we finished it, but it was uh, a sock fest. We shuffled pretty much the last 38, 40 miles. So it was, it was, it was a, it was a sock fest. And over the course of the last four years, the feet situation, some days were good, some days were bad, but it was, it was on me. So this is a learning lesson. So this is part of life. There's learning lessons. You fail, you go out, you try, you test your limits and, and you may, you may hit, a, you may go beyond your limits, but you believe that you could have done a better job. So this is something that we're doing. So I've been taking care of my feet a heck of a lot more. Uh, maybe this is good for some of the folks that are listening out there that do ultra runs uh, for the last, you know, this training block, which really started uh, probably about eight weeks ago, roughly, uh, somewhere around there, uh, I've been kind of taking care of my feet, you know, making sure that I'm, um, uh, getting rid of calluses, uh, and just really being more aware and intentional of my foot care, uh, you know, using a, what do you, have, you call a file to file down the calluses on my feet, uh, just making sure that I'm, protecting them when I'm running. I usually put squirrel nut butter on them for my longer runs. And what we were planning on doing or what we plan to do with this race is this race was essentially 
three 15.3 or four mile loops. So in between each loop, we were gonna change out socks, clean up my feet, take care of my feet, make sure they're dry, put more squirrel nut butter on it. If you don't know what squirrel nut butter is, it's it's a chafing lube. Um, yes, you use it at other parts of your body, but I also put it on my feet because it seems to help me. Uh, and we did, we just did that sock change out every, every loop that we were going to be disciplined with it. We were also going to focus on a certain plan. And what I've been practicing on some of my longer runs was, it was essentially going out and running uh, essentially two miles and then hiking a quarter of a mile, run two miles, hike a quarter of a mile. This course gives you the opportunity. It's very runnable. Um, I think each loop is right, roughly around maybe 900 feet of climbing. So it's not crazy elevation. Um, and it's somewhat technical, the first three or four miles as far as rocks and desert floor. Uh, but and so that it can beat up your feet. So that was the plan. That was the plan going into it. And we wanted to stay disciplined with that plan because we wanted to carry that plan over to the Havilene 100 coming up at the end of October. So there's a little bit of a foundation. And sorry, it took so long to get there. But hopefully those that are interested in the running part of this um, uh, get it. But there's, a, again, there's a lesson. There's a lesson learned because I think that uh, if if we're able to manage those areas of deficiency or are those areas of failure or those areas that in this situation in races that haven't been uh, ideal what could we do to fix that how do we prepare and how do we plan and how do we take care of those things as we as we move forward and it's again a metaphor for life uh, you know yes we may have achieved a certain limit or gone beyond a certain limit but could we have, have have prepared better to make it easier or make it more ideal? And that's what we were looking to do. Um, so it was uh, it was Saturday night. It started at five o'clock, uh, which is out here in Arizona, typically uh, your hottest time of the day. But it wasn't terribly, terribly hot. It was probably about 97, 96, 97. So it wasn't too bad. It wasn't triple digits, thankfully. Um, so we had water bottles, I had two handhelds, and I had a bandana with ice around my neck, at least for the first loop. And we knew it was going to get dark by the time I finished that first loop, which was going to take almost three hours. Um, so uh, Robin was there for the start uh, and the end of the first loop. So uh, the first loop went well. Um, you know, it was a great sunset. There's a picture included in this of me at the start and then uh, uh robin got of the sun setting it was a really a beautiful sunset uh it was great we were the unfortunate thing is uh, the loop uh, on the way back you know we were doing it all cl clockwise going out for the first half of the 15 plus mile loop uh we had the sun in our face pretty much and then on the way back in uh, the sun was setting. So we'd had to turn around and look behind us for the sunset, but it was a beautiful sunset. So it was a really nice night. Uh, once that sun dropped the, you know, it was very, very comfortable temperature wise. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't in any way, shape or form terrible. Excuse me, another sip of coffee there. Uh, so the, the first, the first loop was good. Uh, I was, uh, going through water a little bit more than I thought I would. 
and I had two handhelds. So after that first loop, I got in, I saw Robin and feeling good. Everything seemed to be going well. Feet were good. Body was good. Mind was good. Uh, I felt a little dehydrated. So I was kind of making sure that I caught up, but we, Robin was leaving at that point in time. She was only staying for the first loop because there wasn't I wasn't going to get done till you know the wee hours of the morning, so I didn't want her staying out there. There was really no need for with this specific race, so we we stuck to the plan on the first loop. I did as best I can to stick to the two miles running quarter mile hike. Uh, there's there are some climbs there, so I kind of adjusted for that. Uh, but first loop went well. Got into the aid station, got some fuel in me. <laughs> excuse me, some nutrition, some hydration, some electrolytes cleaned the feet up, uh, put on new socks, um, lubed up, obviously, the feet, took care of that, and uh, said goodbye to the Robin, and I was out on my second loop, and uh, stuck to the plan again, and right around mile, um, let's see, it was probably right around mile, I was telling, I, I thought it had been about 18, but it was probably more like mile twenty. 21 22 between 21 22 and 25 26 uh i just hit i just hit a wall it was really mentally and uh this is kind of where this whole metaphor for life comes in um and i like always i like to be transparent with everything we put out there but the wall was just mentally i just i just I wasn't having fun. I was miserable. I, I was miserable. And it wasn't because my body hurt. It was because my mind was going to the future. You know, um, my, my mind was failing, not my body. I was thinking about, shit, I'm a mile and a half into this race. Or excuse me, a loop and a half into this race. I have another loop and a half to go. Robin's gone. I'm going to be out here to two, three o'clock in the morning. Oh, by the way, I got to come out here in another six weeks and run this same freaking course five more times, five more loops. So I was thinking way, way, way too far ahead. And that was getting to me to the point where I was like, I, I don't, I'm going to finish this loop and I might be done. And uh, I connected with Robin. And, you know, at that point, it was probably around 9 30. PM. So that's about, yeah, that's about right. And at this point I was hiking uh, and, and, you know, you never want to quit when you're hungry, when you're tired and at night. Um, in my opinion, I mean, that's what I've learned. And I had no choice. It was going to be night. I was finishing this race at night, no matter what, uh, unless I went to the actual, uh, cutoff which was 7 a.m and there's no way in hell i was going to be staying out there for 14 hours for 48 47 miles so i call robin and you know robin does what she does and she uh she never this is why she's great with these she never is oh honey just it's it's going to be okay why don't you just you know call it a day uh it's always left foot right foot she's like yes and you can't you're not going to quit now because at that point in time i was right between aid stations. So there's probably a six and a half, seven mile run between the midpoint aid station and the start finish line. And there were, uh, there was, uh, I was halfway there and then she's just finish out. 
is finish the loop out and then evaluate when you get there, when you get to the aid station, sit in your chair, start changing on your feet. And if, if you're done, you're done. She's like, but I know you're not going to be happy if, if, um, if you quit. And she was right. She was right. So, you know, we, we, we talked, we hung up and I just kept hiking And this part of the course. It's kind of a gradual downhill. And I really liked this part of the course. So I started running and at that point, my mind just started to turn over a bit. Uh, I started thinking about where I was at. I was starting to think about more in the present. I started talking to myself rather than listening to myself more. Um, and all I kept saying, this is all about six weeks from now. It's not six weeks from now. It's about today. And all you're doing is preparing for six weeks. It's about right now. Let's stick to the plan. You know, at that point, I backed it down to a mile and a half run and a half a mile hike. You know, so I was slowing it down a bit. Uh, and then uh, at this point, I came across two guys. One seemed to be hurting a bit, hurting a bit. Um, a kid, I think he was maybe 20, uh, not having some having some issues, having some stomach problems. Uh, kind of keeled over on the side of the, on the course and his buddy was with them. And, you know, it was, again, this is what this culture breeds, this, this community of ultra running breeds. And I stopped, I stopped to check in because I know they would do the same thing for me Um, because the the dude was having uh, stomach issues. So I, I had stopped and connected with them and asked, you know, what could we do? What, what does he have? Does he need water? And, uh, the, the, the one guy was, who was in good shape, uh, asked if I had some, you know, electrolyte salt tablets, which I did. So provided them, provided them to him, um, and made sure they had everything they need and, you know, kind of hung out there for a while, a couple minutes, and then I, I was on my way. And they seemed to be okay. So uh, I hit the aid station and I had changed out. You know, I sat there for, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes or whatever it is, 10 minutes, changing out my shoes, getting my feet. And at that point, well, backtracking after I saw that, I was like, shit, well, it could be a hell of a lot worse, right? I could be keeled over on the side of the side of the trail too, having stomach issues. So what I was dealing with was nothing compared to, to what this poor kid was dealing with. And it's not a competition really, but you know, it could always be worse. So I, 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 you know, started having gratitude and kept running. And like I said, got to the aid station, did the whole foot care process, um, got some food. This point I had my pack on. So I had two hydration bottles and I took my a handheld with me as well for this last loop, just because I, again, I, I didn't think I had enough to last the last two loops. So, um, at this point I, I felt good. I mean, my knees were bothering me and my hip flexors were tight. Uh, so, uh, that was the only, the feet were great. The feet were knock on wood. They were, they were awesome. So I think that that whole plan worked, but at this point I, I kind of went back to the, uh, I didn't go back to two miles. I went to a mile and a half run quarter mile hike. And that's, I kind of sustained that pretty much the remainder of the, um, the course. Uh, so in the first four miles, I ended up catching up with 
these two gentlemen, the one that was having some stomach issues, because I guess they kind of came into and out of the aid station while I was there changing out my feet, my, my sock, my socks and stuff. I caught him again. And for the next, for the rest of the race, we kind of, uh, seesawed, you know, we, they would go, I would come back, they would go, I would come back, you know, I would be ahead, they would be ahead, I would be ahead, they would be ahead. Um, so that's kind of the way it, it went for pretty much the remainder of the race. Uh, real good guys. I, I, they, I caught them, then they passed me. I caught them again. And the poor young kid, probably about two miles out from the midpoint aid station, was crapping up. Uh, they were good to go. They didn't need anything. Uh, he was good with salt tabs and everything and electrolytes. He just needed to kind of work through it. And I'm saying this because there's a, there's a great moment. So I had, I had, you know, left them. And at that point I thought that, that were, that they were, that they were pretty much, I wasn't going to see him again. Um, so I got to the aid station and last time being at the aid station and going to get to my part of the course. That was great. And, uh, you know, I just, that, that stretch of about six miles, pretty much kind of gradual downhill. I just, I just enjoyed it. You know, I was doing my mile and a half, half, I put that back in and it was really nice. The the moon was coming out, you know, it was, you're seeing all critters running around and you're, you're hearing coyotes howling. And it was just, I, I felt really good in the moment and, uh, nobody was around me. I ended up coming up on these two, I think two ladies that were in one of the other races, cause there was five different races. There was a seven K 15 K 25 K 50 K and then the 75 K. And I don't know what race these girls were in, but came up to them. They were doing all right. They seemed to have smiles on their face. So they were finishing up whatever race they were in. Um, and after I passed them, probably about a mile past them, I just hear behind me these footsteps moving at a very, very, very rapid pace. And sure enough, it was it was the kid who had stomach issues, who had uh, cramping issues, came blowing by me like a bat out of hell and zipped by me. And uh, it was great to see. It was great to see. He was feeling really good. We kind of gave a fist pump and he went on his way. Um, and then the other the other guy, probably about 10, 15 minutes uh, during one of my um, during one of my. Uh, hiking moments uh he came up on me and we had a moment there it was pretty cool and the rest of the way we kind of ran somewhat together to the finish line which was really cool and uh across the finish line saw him and saw because he he was about five seconds ahead of me uh saw him and and his buddy and we kind of embraced and gave a fist pump and it was really a great a great day even though there was that dark moment where you know and that happens with these races it happens with these races. It happens with life. Actually, Rob and I <laughs> were just talking about this this morning with our oldest, Bella, who's in college. And, you know, last week she was kind of having one of those moments where she, I'm not going to call it a dark moment, but she, it, it, she was she was in a, a fight. She was in a little bit, not a, physical, physical, not a literal fight, but she was, she was, uh, dealing with some adversity and challenges with, with school and, and, you know, some things that were going on there, nothing really major, just, you know, she's away for the first time. So she was missing home a little bit, you know, she has some stress and pressure and anxiety from a schoolwork perspective, um, a social 
perspective, you know, meeting new people, all that aspect. So she was having a, a moment for a day where she, you know, she, she was in a dark spot. And then we talked to her a couple of days later and everything's great and peaches and cream and everything's right with the world. And that's just part of it. We're all going to have those dark moments. Some last few seconds, some last uh, a few days. And, you know, unfortunately some of them last a few years, you know, for me in the race, it lasted, you know, maybe an hour. Um, and we move forward. We have to move forward. We have to keep moving forward, left foot, right foot. And I, 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 I know I stress that a lot, but you know, if, if we give up, like if I gave up on that race, I would never know, you know, I would never know. I would never know what limits I could go beyond, you know, um, if, if we quit moving forward, we're never going to realize and understand our true potential and what we're all about, you know, and it's not about the finish line because that finish line moves, you know, how I, 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 I did this race. I got another race coming up in October, you know, and what I need to do a better job is sitting in the kind of cheesy but sitting in the glow of this past week because you know yeah there was that shitty moment and but the the shitty moment it's not something to forget we have to remember those shitty moments we don't dwell on them but we we remember them because when we keep moving forward and push past them and push through them it really helps us understand what we're truly made of what we're, what we really can endure and what we really can take. Right. And I mean, it's, it's how tough are we? And I know that might be masculine or whatever you want to call it, but you know, that's the truth. What can we endure? Um, and if we quit and we give up, we never really find the answer, you know? And I was listening to a podcast yesterday and it was talking about, you know, we never fail. We don't fail, you know, and I, 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 I could, I get it in a sense, right? But I don't understand and I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and believe that failure doesn't exist. I think failure is a very, very good thing, right? Failure is a very, very good thing because when we fail, we end up learning and growing and becoming more when, and maybe it's, maybe failure is too strong of a word, but for example, with this race, I hit a block, I hit a, I hit a wall, right? It wasn't a failure, but could you classify it as a failure? I guess because I wasn't on top of my game the entire time, right? Maybe that's a failure, but I hit a wall and that wall, what it just wasn't ideal, right? It wasn't, I didn't have problems you know, I didn't, I didn't have a catastrophe. There wasn't an emergency. Fortunately, I was, I was okay. I wasn't, I was, yeah, I, I wasn't, it wasn't ideal. My body was okay. My mind wasn't right. And that's the thing. Our minds could give out, our bodies could give out, you know, but those are because of me, right? But there's other times where we deal and have to deal with circumstances that are beyond our control. You know, and what do we do in those situations? Do we keep moving forward or do we quit? 
because those are the situations that help us really truly understand what we can endure. When shit hits the fan and that shit that hits the fan is out of our control and it's the circumstances that we have to deal with. So I just wanted to kind of wrap this up and just say, hey, listen, keep enduring. Keep moving forward. You're tougher than you really think you are. You can endure more than you truly, truly think you can. You're, you are more worthy and more deserving of the things that you're chasing than you think you are. Just believe that and just keep moving forward. Left foot, right foot, don't quit. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, maybe it came across better you know, if I wrote it than in the podcast, but uh, it's my podcast and I get to do what I want. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully you got something from it and really love the support, love the feedback, keep it up. And um, anybody that wants to join us, come on, we could talk. Have a great day, everybody. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.